0: discounts not available in all states and situations
1: finish this line for me 2024 buffalo bills will be
2: Super Bowl champions. Oh, I think it's already scripted too. I think we've seen it.
3: <laughs> well, the scripts we do go out. We have seen them. They've been handed out in multiple sports. It's the NBA already It was a wild one. Is it one. scripted?
2: Yeah, it was a leaked script that for the last <laughs> what five years. Is it
3: scripted? You played? They, you leaked the script. know.
2: they leaked the Super Bowl script five years ago, and they had the Broncos winning it. And yeah. <laughs> And then I think they had the Patriots winning the next one after that. Then they had Patrick Mahomes winning one. Well,
3: Dan Pack, you got a wild script back in the day. Then they had the
2: Rams, <laughs> and they had the Rams winning it again. Then they had the Eagles winning this Ooh. one. And the next year, they got the Bills. And Then after that, they got the Bengals. We had to fight to get a meal. Yeah, wrongfully accused. We had to fight to get a Bills. That's why
0: we right to get a deal. He on the team, he gotta eat, you know. Spike the skills. Facts. Keep it riding for the fam. You gotta like the real straight up. But in the pass bad. Work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot of to take the test before I pass class. Yeah. And my family needed bread. I had to come correct. Woo. That's why I keep airing it out like I just passed gas.
3: I had to run to
0: the gas station, grab me some of these sausages right? You got a deal on these uh, four for one? Joe, can you hear me? I was asking what flavors you want. They got the watermelon. Is that a package deal? No, cause I like the peach. You want two grapes? I li- I'm gonna get the peach. They got a grapefruit. Right. And these help you burn fat too. And it's essential energy, so essentially it's, it's, it's good for you. Ain't no preservatives in it. Really, they got anything you want. They got an orange pomegranate too. Gerald. Yeah. There's two more of these, two more games. That's a double dribble. The double dribble. This game and then we on? Okay. What's up, what's up, up? we good? All right. Y'all on neck? Okay. Welcome back to another episode of I Am Athlete. This season, we lean into some words and some themes of these shows. When I think of our show, and I think of this person, the word that comes to mind is unpredictable. And I say unpredictable because sometimes when you look at an athlete, sometimes you look at a person, you expect an athlete to show up this way. This person might show up in a cowboy hat, some cowboy boots. This dude might be on a chicken farm, you feel me? So unpredictable is the word that come to mind, not only for I am athlete, but this person, Pat. Um, My word is icon. That's strong.
3: My word is original.
0: That's hard. Wow. Vaughn Miller,
3: <laughs> welcome
0: to I Am Athlete. Um, we've been really looking forward to this, brother, you know, for about a year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, you're special. guess the question that I have for you to jump off, man, is like, who are you?
2: Um, let me start off first by my word for y'all is love, man. I appreciate Aww. all the love that y'all gave appreciate to me, it. man. But the second question, who am I? Um... I'm from Dallas, Texas. Born and raised in Dallas, Texas. Uh, mom and dad—they've uh, been in my life. Um, my ho- my mom has never missed a football game. My dad has probably missed like five football games, um, and that was because he either had to work or he got injured. Um, so I've always had like my mom and my dad and my brother with me. And when I think about that question, who am I? I'm them. You know, they pour they pour so much into me. Um, whether it's literally football. Train it. with a summer track uh, basketball, which I only played two years. You know what make you what make me a good football player. Don't it's terrible on the basketball court, <laughs> but what I am now, you know, and I don't even think that they expected, you know, any of this. I didn't expect any of this. Um, but what they did was they they allowed me every single resource that I could possibly have, whether it's in the classroom on the football field. Um, they they. Gave they presented whatever they could to the best of their ability for me to be successful. So when I think about who am I, I'm immediately um, brought back to them. I am uh, my mom and dad's son and I am my brother's brother from Dallas, Texas. That's who I am.
3: When you think of your parents and you think of their qualities as individuals, what would you say is the best quality you took from your mom and the best quality you took from your dad?
2: You know, as I get older, you know, and I start having kids and you start thinking about like what my mom and did for me, like that was tough. Like to make it to every single game, to, she would pop up at school sometimes. Like she'd just pop up on a random Tuesday, and mean, you know, I had had a little window in the classroom, <laughs> and she'd just be looking. Right. And I and I felt like all the things that they did, all the pressure that they put on me, it allowed me to be who I am now. Whether it was in the classroom or on the football field, um, they always were present. And as I as I get as I got older, as I got into college. And as I got into uh, the National Football League, I saw that that was rare. Yeah. You know, I see, um, you know, a lot of my uh, colleagues and a, and a lot of my teammates ain't even had that's foreign. Mm-hmm. That's foreign to them to have, you know, their parents in the same household coming to every single game, involved coming to school. So I just feel very special, very humble um, to be a product of them.
3: So fill in this this sentence for me. I have my mom's blank.
2: Uh, I have my mom's athletic ability. Okay. Whoa. Yeah, she ran track. She did long jump, triple jump. She did high jump. She ran, she did shot put and discus. Um, she's 5'10". Honestly, I don't even know how my daddy got looking I how I think about it. But um, yeah, I am. I am. I am, I have my mom's athletic ability and I have my dad's mindset. Um, I have my dad's work ethic. Um, it was days where my dad would get up at 4 a.m. To, to drive three hours away to do a job, drive straight back that night. Um, started a power systems company from the ground up, just him. Um, had a lot of people try to sabotage him but he was able to work through that adversity and, mm. and create power guardian power system so I am I have my dad's work ethic and mindset and I have my mom's athletic ability I, I
1: use the word icon because I've had a chance to sit back and watch everything um, and my my biggest thing was we was talking about parents your upbringing um with all of this bro like you've 20. I'm, I'm exaggerating, Brandy. <laughs> okay. uh, <yeah>, I'm <laughs> exaggerating. Thank oh, you. <laughs> 20 all pros, you, know, you. 20 All-Pros, you out, know, 20 Pro Bowls, you know what I mean? Let me all say right. let me read them? Yeah, read them.
0: Two-time Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl Fifty MVP, NFL Come defensive on. rookie of the year 2011, seven-time All-Pros, four Pro Bowls. He got more All-Pros than I got Pro Bowls he we got Pro Bowls, bro. Eight-time Pro Bowl in I NFL two- 2010s. All decade team from yeah. a small town uh, 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 <laughs> from a small town
1: from Texas, man. With all that he just said, with everything, and we ain't even putting the money and all of this
2: and, and, that, and that in there. How you remain the same and stay humble, man? I I really don't. When it come to being around my guys, when it, when it come to like people that influence me, like I don't have no pride. Like I don't have a problem going up and asking a question. Or, or being vulnerable, and I think uh, that ability has allowed me to be who I am. Whether it's whether it's you coming up to you in Vegas or whatever it is, at, hey man, can I sit at the table? where it's Brandon Marshall asking him questions on what make him what makes him successful. Whether it's Trent Williams, mm. like all the all the OGs that came before me, Chris Johnson, um, DJ Williams, I've never been um, too proud for to like ask questions to to people that I look up to. But that's it, though.
0: Right. That's it right there is no matter how big you get if you think that you are the best if you when you stop asking questions you die yeah you know what i'm saying you being able to rattle off those names bro like that's called divine mentorship yeah. everybody should look around and say who can i learn from right. who can i pour into mm-hmm. so that's the answer right there from a the humility we speak standpoint. about
3: pouring into, and we had Stephen Jackson on the podcast, we had this conversation about vets kind of passing the torch to the guys that come after them and, and continuing that trajectory. That's not always the case. You know, you have some guys who see, you know, the young buck as a threat. You know, you're coming from my spot. So why is it important to you to kind of pass the torch along and not be that guy? Because not everyone has the ability or the lack of ego to do that. You
2: know, you know everybody's circumstance is different, too, and everybody's situation is different. I just been blessed to never be in those situations where I had to, you know, have those type of emotions towards my teammates. I can see like if you are running back and they bring in a, another top running back, and you, it's hard to, you know, it's, it's hard to overcome the competitive side of, uh, of of playing football and to break through that and be friends, you know. Yeah. But for me, I've, I I honestly felt like I've never been in a situation like that. I've always I, I've always been uh, sure of what what I'm doing. Um, I've always uh, believed in myself um, and I've always had love. I, everybody before me showed me love, whether it's DJ Williams, whether it's Wesley Woodyard, whether it's, whether it's anybody, everybody always showed me love. So all I know is is love to give. And honestly, being in this situation now, I enjoy the role of, of being the OG in the locker room. I enjoy yeah. um, giving advice to the guys, because I don't tell them the stuff that I was doing. I tell them the stuff that I should have been doing. And that's, a, and that's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good perspective for me because I can look back on the second year guys and be like, hey bro, you need to be doing that. Be like, well, you was doing that. I was like, no, I wasn't doing that, but that's that's what I should have been doing. So I really embrace that role of, of being the an OG and telling people and showing people the stuff that they should be doing instead of the stuff that can I was doing. Can you say doing.
0: that one more time? Like just say that because that was a sound bite. Yeah.
2: No. I mean I, I tell the young guy stuff that that they should be doing, not stuff that I was doing.
3: Mm. So I tell good.
2: I tell them this the, I tell them like, hey. I wasn't doing it like this, but if I could go back, this is that I that I, that I should have, have been doing.
3: Would you have been different if you weren't shown love by the OGs and the vets before you? Do you think that that would have changed your mindset on how you deal with the generation after you? Uh, I,
2: I, I, I guess yeah. It, it's no way to know for sure. Yeah. But you know, now that you think about like, yeah, probably. You know, if if I had OGs that led me astray, that when I came to the, the section and I'm trying to get in, and then, <laughs> no man, you know what I'm saying? Like Sorry, I, when hey, I get when right. I when I get in that position too, like I'm gonna be like. You know what I'm saying? I just, It could have went either way. But I'm just so blessed to, you know, to... First of all, I don't have no pride. Like, I'm, I'm sure of my game. I believe in my game. I'm an open book to everybody around me. And, I don't, and, and in our league, too, especially in the NFL, the this guy's number one, this guy's number two, this guy's number three. So, obviously, if you're number four, you're going to feel like, hey, man, I should be number one. And it just creates this, create this quiet uh, animosity that, that shouldn't be there. And it's all over the league. And I started the password summit to really kind of like tear that down. Like Ooh. I always uh, been sure of my game. Maybe not sure of myself when you put on clothes, you go to the club or you are talking to females, but when it comes to, come to football, when it to football, you know what you doing. I I've always been sure of myself, and just because I give you the book, you still gotta read it and translate it over it so you can understand it. So I started to pass for a summit to really give back to the game that has given so much to me, and really be an open book to these guys. Right. And, and, you know, you had some critics say like, "Man, why would you do that? Why would you give them the secrets?" I was like, "Bro, just cause I give them the secret, they still gotta to do it, and it's twofold too." I learned something from these guys too. That's right, right, that's right, what right. I feel like it's people. Good. That's what I feel like, like people don't really see. Like I want to be around the young guys. I want to be around the the hot pass rusher. I want to see what he's doing, right. so I can apply it to my game. Right.
3: What's the What's the saying, Pack? I can give you the recipe, but the sauce won't taste the right. same. Uh, Is that the same? Yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, speaking of recipe, like <laughs> you've played a long time. My what I got from you when I played with you, I already knew how crazy athletic you was, but. Um, when I think about this part of the game, the way you take care of your body, I haven't seen no one that I've ever played with, teammate, Um, can you break down how important and what do you do, like tell them like a normal, how you take care of your body and what you spend on your body to make sure you are ready?
2: Man, I do everything, bro. (laughs) I I think it started with, you know, guys like uh, before, you know, DJ Williams, he had the art machine rolling around. (laughs) And uh, B. Marsh was a, a big guy with the art machine, and it's just little stuff like that that I just inquired about. Hey, like, what they do? Like, what you using that for? Like, for real? Damn, it's gonna help me do this? Damn, I need to get one of them. And it's just little stuff like that that I picked up from the guys that I looked up to around me that maybe be me. But I, bro, my day, I go to practice, especially like at year 12 going to 13. Go to practice when I'm done with practice. Well, even before practice, I'm either in a hot tub or I'm in the Epsom salt bath. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a full day thing, especially during the season. I, whether it's foot, whether it's getting a workout in uh, to strengthen my feet or my knees or do anything, I do, I really just throw everything at the wall, like, and if it work, it work. But I'm not just doing, I'm not just doing like, uh, just senseless shit either too. Like when I get, when you're in year 12, you kind of know what work, what kind of, yes, what, what don't work, maybe like year seven to like year 10, you're trying to figure it out. But at this point, I know this work and it just take up time. So I probably, I got a couple people on staff. I got a stretch guy on staff. I got my, my art guy on staff. Um, I got a chef on staff. So if you add. So if, talk about that if investment you add, up, though. You if, add it up, because Russell Wilson up, said a
3: million dollars he yeah.
2: spends. Yeah, probably, I mean, if you add it up, I'm probably, I, if you 350? count the chef, you count the chef and shit, I'm probably like 500,000, 500,000, I was take three, more, I was about 300, It take more time than that too. <laughs> It 500. Take, it take more time. It, I feel like the time requirement is more than like the bread, because the bread is gonna help me get more money later. Right. So That's I don't right. really think about it as, as me spending but, bread. But
0: but but bro, you're an OG, so like the it's like we're asking these questions and you're answering them for us, but like speak to these this next generation on that right there, that investment. Yeah. Why is that important? Because a lot of guys, I feel this generation coming up is missing that part. Yeah. Mm. How to take care of themselves make that proper investment. Your body is a walking corporation. So if I put 500 in, I'm gonna get 20, 25 back. And that's 20, 25 M's. You know what I'm saying? You
3: think the generation's not good at that with all the new technology Uh, Well, maybe,
0: maybe I miss, I'm not in the locker room anymore. You tell me. You know, some guys are, and
2: some guys aren't. And you can't really force that stuff on people. Like, uh, there's guys in my locker room that see me doing stuff and they just inquire, like Kyrie Elam, everything that I do, he like, hey, (laughs) <laughs> you doing? Like, That's the guy that I was. So I right. just laced him on game. If it worked for him, it worked for him. If it don't, it don't. You keep it moving. You, you, you figure stuff out as you go. And um, it ain't for everybody. I played with Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey ain't. Chet Bailey ain't do nothing. nothing.
0: Like, Julius he, Pepper ain't do nothing. He
2: get, he get a massage or, you know what I'm saying, hit the weight room, he didn't do nothing. But to each his own, bro. Like, if it works for you, it works for you. If it don't, it don't.
3: How do you, what do you recommend to the guys who aren't making that kind of money yet to invest 500000 to invest six hundred, a million or more? Like, how do you still... Take care of your instrument and your money maker, so that you can get that big payday and start investing more.
2: To be to be honest, when you're young, you don't need you don't need all that. Come on, let's keep it real. You need a it's little. You, you don't need all that. Like when you're younger, you don't you don't need all of that. Like if you spending this much money and when you come out and you need all this, shit, just get ready to go to practice at year one or two. Year twelve, <laughs> like year right. twelve and, and year 15, 16 What are we gonna be doing right. then? Right. You know. So I, I, I when I was young, you know, I didn't. I just did whatever I needed to do to get ready. You know, as you get older, it just takes more. So for the young guys, you don't have to spend $500,000. You just need to figure out what gets you ready to go to practice, what gets you ready for games, and just do that. So let
0: me do this real quick, because like, you get, you, you're you naming people that I want to ask you questions about. So I'm just going to get right to it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say a name. Give me the first thing that come to mind. Oh,
3: I like this, word association. All right? So
0: let's just throw them out there. Um, Cause you're a dude, bro, that get, has many relationships. Like, have great relationships, connected to a lot of people, but you're pouring into them, and they're pouring into you. And that's why I think you're so special, because you're a, you're a learner. Um, Elvis Dumerville.
2: Man, the first thing that, that comes um, to mind with Elvis is brother for real. Mm. He took me in for sure, and he showed me he showed me some things. He showed me that it ain't always going to be how it's supposed to be. It, it ain't always going to fold out how it's supposed to be. And just because just you expect something to be how it's supposed to be, like, it, it might not always end up like that. And that's on and off the football field. I got a story about Elvis. We shooting dice one day at Elvis' house. He got yeah, yeah. brothers. He got brothers, and I'm cracking them. I'm cracking them. I'm talking the whole time, cracking them. I'm at their house. Uh, Elvis' uh, girlfriend cooking luncheon and stuff, and I'm eating the lunch, and I'm... And I'm drinking the drinks that they gave us and I'm cracking them and I'm talking to sh- all the brothers. <laughs> Elvis said, man, I'm gonna, go to the, I'm gonna go to the bank and I'm gonna come back. Elvis went to the bank. I had already cleaned out his brothers. He came back <laughs> with some bread and I started cracking Elvis too. <laughs> then we get, down to, we get down to last bit. I think the had it was massive bet. Like it was all of my bread and it was, it was a massive chunk of his bread because he had just went to the bank. How much? It was probably I probably had like I probably had it was probably a bet for like sixteen sixteen thousand wow. eight eight yeah and this is I'm I'm just coming out of <laughs> no, college I'm no, just coming no. out of college and C, we gamble
0: Miami boy Celo no we're we two, okay, we two dice we're
2: two dice and I hit my number is six <laughs> I pick up Elvis say burnt dice your number was eight I looked around <laughs> I looked at his brother what's I, burnt I, dice I, mean? I looked at his brother I said the number was he looked away I said oh. <laughs> Oh, I realized where I'm at now. Like, right. that, that ain't, nobody gonna vow, ain't nobody gonna vouch for me. Bro. <laughs> and then Elvis, you know, he got his little Miami accent. He's like, bro, that's that, my money. Picked up the money, put it in his pocket, walked off. I said, damn, bro, it's like that. He said, yeah, it's like that. I said, oh. <laughs> I went to work the next day. I've been thinking all night, like, damn, Elvis, this, this is my password. Bro, they gonna do me like that. And we sit right by each other in the team meeting room. So I was late, man. I, I came in the team re- meeting room, like, right before it started. Elvis was sitting down. Elvis sitting right here. I kind of, I kind of sit like this, like, I, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm bro, like, I'm bad. like, bro, I'm not f-ing with you. He's <laughs> mad,
3: he's steaming.
2: Elvis tapped me and was like, bro, let this sh- go, bro. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't that, bro. Let shit go, bro. Like, you good, bro? So you gonna be for me? Bro. I was like, yeah, you right, bro. Let it go, bro. So he showed me like, bro.
0: Hold on, he ain't give you the bread back? Did None not of it. it. Wow, did not, not even, even a piece, piece of cool, it. cool? That cool?
2: Not, not, did, not give me the bread back. cornball for that. I think Elvis, <laughs> felt, I think Elvis felt bad about it because after that, like when I go to Miami let me stay at his condo, like, was an open book. Like, it could have been the way that I reacted towards that situation, too, because even though I was mad at first, like, I put our profession and I put our brotherhood above all that financial And by doing that, bro, we we close as hell now, man. And, you know, brothers, you're gonna have some situations that you disagree on, but that was was a big one, man. and That was a big learning lesson for me. I love it, so quick, some quick ones. Peyton Manning. Uh, Peyton Manning. the sheriff, <laughs> but the sheriff, man. Peyton Manning showed me what it was like to be the face of the franchise. Not just to be a pro, but to be like, to lead the franchise and to be the face of a franchise. When Peyton Manning left, that became me, and he gave me a huge example on how to do that. Peyton Manning knew everybody in the facility, whether it was a janitor, video guy, uh, assistant coach to the head coach, whether it was the, the, the 53rd man on the roster or if it was DT or Emmanuel. He treated everybody the same. You can, anybody can go up to him and talk to him. Greatest
0: Peyton Manning story?
2: Uh, f- greatest Peyton Manning story?
0: Or the coolest, you know, because sometimes it's like that, you know, like, damn, he walked by this person, how he knew him,
2: him or her. I think whenever you have, like, a couple of drinks with, with guys like that, man, and they let their guard down a little bit and y'all start talking about shit, I think that's one of the coolest moments. And for me, being invited to his Hall of Fame ceremony and Peyton Manning just, you know, relaxing and we yeah. talking about Reminiscing on the future that was a cool uh, moment for me and that was the last time I saw uh, Damaris Thomas as well So that night is a uh, is a special moment for me. That was my name Uh, Brandon um, McManus the kicker. That my boy (laughs) Brandon McManus uh, Intelligent Um, He's one of the most intelligent uh, Not just football players I've been around but just people that I've ever been around and they always say iron sharpens iron and I feel like I, I'm, in, I'm intelligent and I'm with it too, but when you get around other intelligent people, Brandon Marshall and, and Pac-Man and all these people, you just, you start to grow. And um, with Brandon McManus, it was the same way. He showed me so much about finances, family, um, stocks, bonds, whether it's uh, the NFL PA stuff. Brandon McManus is my guy. And they, it's a weird, it's it started off by being a real relationship, because you got franchise outside linebacker best friends with the kicker on the team so it kind of looked odd at first but that's that's my boy man I'm his I'm the godfather of his son he's a godfather oh, of my son amazing. like that's my dog for real
0: Lamar Jackson made the best business decision
3: I blame the Ravens for him not going out there if they wanted him out there they should have paid him they didn't pay him and that's their own fault
0: LeBron James is not only a top five What's up, y'all? The Home Depot Retool Your School program is back on the yard and back at it again, bringing up to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in campus improvement grants. To help upgrade and uplift your favorite HBCU campuses. Not only is Retool Your School partnering with HBCUs, but it's also inviting you to join by voting online. Only at retoolyourschool.com slash vote. You can vote as many times as you want, as often as you want, whenever you want, now through March 24th. If you want to support change across HBCU campuses, all you have to do is vote. So keep doing, keep building and keep supporting HBCUs at retoolyourschool.com/vote. Retool Your School, powered by purpose.
1: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
2: Learn more at marines.com.
0: My active player right now, he's number one.
3: All right, Brandon, come on.
0: LeBron James comes in, he makes everyone better.
3: He's not making that team drastically better with his talent. They're a horrible team. They're constructed horrible. Jesus himself cannot fix that organization. It is a problem.
0: You brought up a name.
2: Let's go back to that name, Demarius, DT. Demarius. Mm -hmm. That's my boy, man. Um, You know, life just be happening so fast. And um, I played with Demarius nine years. And that was like, that's, that's my dog. And whenever I think about it and the way he passed, you know, even though it was unfortunate, I'm at peace. Because that was really one of my the first teammates where I wasn't afraid to like love on DT. I wasn't afraid to say, man, I love that dude, or get in the media and build him up. I wasn't afraid to, to tell like Demar, like tell Demeris that I love him whenever he would leave. I'm like, bro, I love you, mm. not just love. You know how you walk out with like love, bro. I was like, nah, DT, I love you. My mom and my dad, my mom and my daddy kicked it with his mom and his daddy. I seen him develop over time. So, you know, obviously when somebody passes, you you feel bad about it. But for me. I'm at peace because I showed him real, this is one of the first guys that I ever like, I wasn't afraid, I wasn't too prideful to like show him that I love him. He came back, he got traded, went to the Texans, came back to Denver that next week, beat us. I went outside our locker room and I went in the, the Texans locker room and like, hey, hug him in front of everybody. Tyron, Matthew, Coach, uh, Deshaun Watson. I, I ain't here for y'all, like I'm yeah, here for him. You right? know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't afraid to love DT, so I'm at peace.
3: What was it about him that drew you to him initially? Like his, what about his character?
2: Man, he was quiet. He was humble. He was quiet. He was humble. But he was still one of the boys on the inside. You know, like he was one of the boys. He had like a, he had a, a tough upbringing, but he ain't never let that define him. Mm. You know, he, he was uh, of course he was big and and, and brolic, But he was he was my dog on the inside. He was soft on the inside. He was relatable on the inside. He didn't ain't, he ain't want to do too much. Even though the light was on him, he'd rather just chill at the crib, play cards. Um, everybody go out after the game, everybody come back to the crib, he's still playing cards. He hung out with my mama, my daddy, um, my little brother, man. He was one of the guys for sure. OBJ. OBJ, that's my dog, man. Um, and it's crazy how relationships develop, man. Um, I, I met OBJ in 2014 here in Arizona at the Pro Bowl. Um, of course, he had the crazy catch that year. But, you know, you, everybody make plays all the time. Like, right. you get stars that come in. It's a new star now, Justin Jefferson. There's always stars in the league. But at the Pro Bowl, he balled out. I forgot where we was, man. It was after the club or something, and I was ordering food. And he just walked up to me, and he was just like, hey. <laughs> he just walked up to me, and he showed me something on his phone. Maybe he, maybe he, maybe maybe we had having a couple of drinks or whatever, but he walked up to me, showed me something on his phone. He's like, you know him? I was like, no, no." do I looked around, it's OBJ. He's like, all right. He's like, uh, you Von, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm Von. He's like, man, I'm, I'm going to Miami. I was like, bro, I'm going to Miami next. Gave me his, gave me his number, I gave, him, I gave him my number. We exchanged numbers, we kicked it in Miami. And our friendship just developed over time. Like, OBJ is one of the few people that I feel like see, like, get it, like see, cause the light is always on BJ. Right. Like, his life is totally different from my life. Right. But I feel like we both get it. Like, it's a spotlight on you at all times. But at the same time, you still gotta be you, man. And Obj, bro, that's that's my little brother, man. I I, I wish him well, man. I wish him more, more success. We done lived together. We done went on tour together. We went on tour in 2017 with Drake for 40 nights. Was, that, was we, my,
0: that was gonna be my that was be my last one, Drake. Yeah. Bro, man, we, what man, was that? Like? Yeah, yeah. Tell us
2: 40 nights I know that's some stories you can't. There's
3: some stories that gotta go to the grave. That's crazy. 40 yeah. nights
2: overseas. <laughs> went on tour with Drake. We went on tour with Drake, man. Like it, it's, it's self-explanatory. I had a crib and in london and me and him were roommates we stayed there and we would just go to paris for the week come back they'd go to uh amsterdam we'd go there for the show come back and that just you know whenever you live with somebody it can either either go up or down right (laughs) and and,
3: and
2: for me and him like it it definitely went up man and that's when we really you know became super close all right so josh allen josh allen bro that's my boy (laughs) josh josh allen my boy and he he reminds me of myself i built this crazy ass crib in Denver, just for my teammates. Like I had, uh, really? I had yeah. um, Terrence Knighton was the, is probably the biggest, my biggest teammate I'd ever played with. He weighed 300, I know he gonna hate me for telling, but he <laughs> weighed 350 plus, yeah. right? And whenever we would go to restaurants and shit, like, he would have to like second guess each and every seat. And when he came to my house and I was designing my basement, I was like, hey part, like, hey, come over here. I'm gonna measure you. All of my furniture, all of my bar stools, all the couches and sh- are designed for pot. Cause if if Pot Roast can sit in here and he comfortable in here, then that's everybody. Well, my, my bar stool, like the seat is this big, like two people can He's sit. He's not one either. <laughs> but two people can sit in the seat. Wow. But, it's, but it, it was all for my teammates, man. And I did that so my teammates can feel comfortable. And Josh Allen does the same thing with his teammates. Like not necessarily designing designing his house for his teammates, but his house is always open. He got a part three in the backyard. Got a golf simulator. Damn. He had a chef open, like. And ain't nothing to do in Buffalo, but we all go to Josh Allen's house. His house is like the Soho house of Buffalo.
3: Is that wow. why the team is so close?
2: It has to be like that in Buffalo, because that's all we got. Like, you know, sometimes you, in Denver, I feel like that's all we had. But in Buffalo, that's all we got, <laughs> man, is each other, man. Right. Even in the locker room, like, we listen to loud music, play ping pong, everybody cool, everybody know, everybody's kids, where everybody came from. In Buffalo, it's always goomy and, and rainy and snowy outside. Yeah. But in a facility, it's sunny every single day. Bro, all right, so Buffalo, man, come on.
3: That's
0: beautiful, it, though. Y'all gonna get it done or not? Josh Allen, a lot of talk. Joe Burrow, yeah. you got Patrick Mahomes ain't going nowhere. You gonna get it, it done. A lot of people disappointed this year.
2: Yeah, I, I, and disappointment comes with, you know, it not reaching your expectation, you know? Well, it's 31 teams that's gonna have the same disappointment. Yeah. Winning Super Bowl is special, man. Like, it take more than just having the best team in football. It takes it take more than just winning 14 games. That's like, right. It's a little bit of luck involved. It's a little bit of divine. It, it, uh, a little bit of divine intervention intervention that Mm -hmm. that goes along with that. Like the ball bounces instead of bouncing this way, it bounces (laughs) our way. Like, it takes a little bit of that. But Josh, to win a Super Bowl, you have to have a good defense, you have to have a good quarterback. And we still got that base coming forward. And I feel like next year will be our year for sure.
3: What did Phil Jackson say the secret to winning a championship was? Like 50% luck, 50% health? It's it's not easy.
1: Let me ask you this before you get out of here. Um, If you had to build a defensive line, with guys that are currently playing right now, uh, you got four. With you on the outside, so I got three now. So you got three now. Build me a line.
2: Aaron Donald, of course. Mm. It was so hard for me to leave Aaron Donald. Like best player I ever played with. Like he never turned it off. All positions. Best player I ever played with. Wow. He, he never turned it off. Hmm.
0: Yeah, you know I, where I'm, I'm going like,
1: let, him yeah, like let, him him let him finish. Let him finish, bro.
2: He never turned it off. He walk in. And I'm going to play with greats. I'm play with Champ Bailey. This is no disrespect to them. It's just from my point of view and what I do, I rush the passer. Peyton Manning. Bruh, he's the most dominant player that I ever played with. If I'm running a Texas game, the Texas is going to be open. If I'm running an exit game, the exit game is going to be open. Mm-hmm. Anything that we draw up to try to scheme away from Aaron Donald, it's going to be open. So I would have to have Aaron Donald on there. Um, my whole career, like, they've always tried to compare me to Khalil Mack. And it's, mm. it's a lot of other pass rushers out there that are rightfully deserving of that spot. But I, I'm, I know Khalil Mack game, I've seen his game, I've studied his game for a long time, I've been a fan of his game, and it wouldn't be fair for me not to put him, he's motivated me in so many different ways. So i I will put I will put Khalil Mack on the other side, and of course I have JJ Watt in the middle. Ooh. I have JJ, JJ. Watt and the Gangs right there. me and Khalil Mack. Alright, can like we that. get to it now? Get
0: to it. Can we get to it? We had LT on the show. Yeah. And oh, uh, I'm yes. not a fan <laughs> of all these comparisons and all yeah. of that, but but I gotta ask you, right? I said AD is the best defensive player of all time. Right, LT pushed back, you pushed back, Ashley pushed back. I didn't push back, I'm
3: just playing devil's advocate. Kinda.
0: I (laughs) said LT. So LT said Lawrence Taylor, two was Reggie White, three was Deacon Jones, four was Deion Sanders, and five was Ronnie Lott, all right? So that's his five of all time. Yeah. Back in the day and current, give me your top five. In
2: order, bro. You know, for LT, right, he was the greatest player of all time when he played, and then when you leave and you retire, you're not paying attention to what's going on. Like, <laughs> you, kind of become, you kind of become out of touch. You kind of become, like, out of touch with, like, the right. new greats and how football is played. Like, you know, he on the golf course, he living his life how you should be once you once yeah. you f-ing commit so much to this game. So I just feel like he a little bit out of touch right there. There's no way you cannot have Aaron Donald on that list. Um, Reggie White, LT, like, I'm, I'm good with all of those. You got to have Aaron Donald on that Can list. Can you
0: just give me your top five,
2: though, in order, please? My
0: top five? So you try to get real political on me just
2: now?
3: <laughs> trying to get messy? Yeah. My, yeah, yeah, my top
2: five, from what I have seen and what I know, um, from my game and, and who I watch, Of course everybody didn't watch. I didn't watch LT. Like I, and but, then,
0: you, but you're a historian buff.
2: Like you know the mean, game. I, then, And then again, I don't you know want to be Dior. controversial and stuff. It's kinda
3: like stuff. you can relate to like yeah, Jordan being the goat if you never watched I don't him wanna play. be controversial
2: and stuff, but it was a different game when LT was playing. He's going against running backs, tight ends. He the same size as the offensive I tackle. I want the top five, Vaughn. Like the same size. I'm about to do it. I'm about to do it, but, but I just so had to say messy. that. Yeah, yeah. I just had to say that before. It's a different you game now. Got your disclaimer, out disclaimer. The way. It's, a, it's a different <laughs> game now. <laughs> My top five would be. I'll have Aaron Donald up there. Whole lot of respect for him. I seen it. I experienced it. Um,
3: That's
2: one. I have Demarcus Ware on there. Two. Two. Champ Bailey. Three. Three.
1: Chant
2: Bailey is uh, special. Jalen Ramsey, despite like him getting beat or Four. winning games, I had Jalen Ramsey, he's the most athletic player. Well, Dominique Rogers kermonti is the most athletic player that I've been around, but Jalen Ramsey is, is right there. Long range, he's super fast. Right, right. I have him on there, and then five. I'm not including myself in this either, though. I would, have, I would have Khalil Mack on there, too. I would definitely have Khalil Mack on there.
0: Wow, so that's your top five? That's my top five. No right? Deon Sanders?
2: From what I know and what I've seen, like I, this is this is this is what this is what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna okay. go with these guys. Got, of course, I can have Reggie White, Deion Sanders, you know, Deacon Jones, and you know, Ronnie Lott. All, and them all them these guys. guys, but this is from what I see, what I experienced from my perspective. That's big. How you feel about that?
3: You got Aaron Donald at one, though. That's what you wanted. I know. From yeah. I, I, he,
2: that's what he wanted. That's, that's what he
3: wanted.
2: It. He's the
0: greatest of all time on the defensive side. He could protect to me. To me, I'm being honest, if we really break it down, you take the quarterback out there because it's a quarterback-driven league. Bruce Smith is down there too. too. Bruce
2: Smith, you, yeah, I can't yeah, he was I can't just walk away from this conversation yeah. without talking about Bruce Smith. Yeah. He's the all-time leader in sacks played 19 years. Yeah. He was if he was Miles Garrett before Miles Garrett. But if you think about it this way, yeah. if we put Miles Garrett in that in that era of football, right. who knows what it would look like? Right. You know what I'm saying?
3: Comparing eras is hard. what nobody
2: going against Lane Johnson. Back then, nobody was going against Lane Johnson. So it also, okay, so
0: it's it's hard. But then let's go to basketball possible. real quick. So tell me if it's hard. Is it is it
2: LeBron or is it MJ? I think it's two different perspectives. Like the younger perspective is going to be like LeBron, LeBron. This is what they see. This is what they and know. And
0: so, what are, what's your perspective?
2: I know. I love Michael Jordan. I love <laughs> He's LeBron. His friends. He be hanging
0: out with these people. <laughs> I love, love both of
2: them. I love both of them. I love like, both of them. <laughs> it's two. It's two different eras, you know. Do but you I've think- seen LeBron. I know LeBron. I've been to games and watched LeBron. I, I was a little kid when I was watching Jordan. I didn't get it. I didn't get to witness that. So you go with LeBron. LeBron. I go with LeBron.
3: But do you think there can be a GOAT or THE GOAT and then multiple GOATs? it has gotta and be I'm GOATs. Like, right. Especially See, Brandon and I had this argument. He said there's only one GOAT, but I said there's THE GOAT and then there are A GOAT. Like LeBron is A GOAT, but Jordan is THE GOAT. You know what right? I mean? There's like tiers.
2: Especially in football. We got 1,200 players that come in and out of the league every single year. Basketball, you got three 300 players. Like, it's easy to make that decision. That, that, it's easy to make that determination in basketball, you can just say it's one guy. But in football, we got quarterbacks, we got wide receivers, we got tight, we got all different types of, of goals.
3: Okay, so Pac's been hitting the moves Yo. out here, at Radio Row. All right, listen, he's been moving and grooving. He said that he wants to be on Dancing with the Stars. Yo. I know you have some experience. Can you give Pac any tips? How to get on the cast for the new season?
2: Man, Pat, this ain't, this ain't the gritty. You it, it ain't the gritty or <laughs> you know, uh, uh, the whip uh. like, This real like ballroom dancing, like from the waltz um, to the cha-cha. It's just a whole different world, especially like being a football player and an athlete. I love going to So wedding, how hard bro. was that? It was hard, bro. <laughs> you are dancing for six hours a day. Wow. But then after that, you got to go uh, do media and you got to go do interviews and for the show. It's a reality TV show, but it's dancing at the same time. What I say one thing about Dancing with the Stars. The infrastructure of Dancing with the Stars is amazing. Yeah. They make you feel like you are, are, <laughs> Ma- are Magic Mike. They make you feel like Magic Mike. <laughs> Bro, they make you feel, like they, yeah. you feel like you are the best dancer to ever come through there. They build up your confidence so well that you feel comfortable going out there and dancing, even though you might not look the part, yeah. but they do a great job from everybody backstage from my dance partner, Whitney they made me feel like I could win it. They made me feel like I was one of the best dancers that ever come through Dancing with the Stars. And that type of support and um, that type of empowerment made Dancing with the Stars special for me.
3: What made you want to do it? I mean, we've seen football players do it. Emmett Smith did it, I believe he won his season. But like what made, he's retired obviously, you were actively playing. What made you want to do it?
2: Usually you do it like later in life, but the opportunity was presented to me and I didn't want to just, I didn't want to just throw it out of the way. It was great timing for me. I had just won a Super Bowl. I had just won a Super Bowl MVP. I had all these other things going for me from the public eye. That dancing with the stars was just like the next step for me. Yeah. And that fan base with Dancing with the Stars is it's not as big as, as football, but it's a huge fan base. I get people that walk up to me today, like, hey, that's Vaughn Miller. From season 22 <laughs> I love your being these walls, man. You look so amazing in your outfit. Like they know me as that. I'm like, right. well, I, I play football. Right. Like, I'm, that's what I had to do to get on that. They don't know nothing about that. Cha-cha. They love me. They love right. me for my appearance on Dancing with the Star. Yeah. Uh,
0: before we let you go here, man, um, I feel like you just live like two lives, man. Rock star, scholar. For sure. You know, I mean, you can go on and on. Um, greatest accomplishment.
2: I think my greatest accomplishment, of course you could easily say uh, Super Bowls and, and those are a great accomplishment. What I think for me, my greatest accomplishment is my impact on my teammates and people that I spend my time around, from my teammates. Um, when I when I run into a guy that I never met before, that's in the league, but he is uh, he grew up with one of my teammates that said, man, Vaughn, cool, man, you gotta hang with him. He, he do this and do that. So my, my reputation amongst my Colleagues is my greatest accomplishment. Right.
0: And then the counter to that is uh, greatest
2: battle, most challenging time of your life. Our biggest now, regret? I don't, I don't had, had some battles. I, I don't regret nothing. I don't regret nothing. I, I feel like every experience that I went through made me who I am today. I'm, uh, I'm weathered. I done been through things to be a, to, to be a real man. You're going to you're gonna have to go through some adversity. You're going to have to fight your way back. You're going to have to fall and get back up. And I definitely fail. And my, my um, most challenging um, moment in my life had to be 2013. I had, uh, I had just finished second in Defensive Player of the Year. Um, it's crazy. I was going crazy in 2012, I had 18 and a half sacks. Then that summer, I get in, I get in trouble, I get suspended for six games. Um, and then before I got suspended for six games, it was already news out like in the summertime. So really that suspension, Lasted like 12 weeks, so it was like three months of like Von's in trouble, Von's doing this, Von this, Von that, Von's gonna get suspended. Then when I when I got off suspension, I got I thought I was gonna have more production. than I had I ended up having five sacks, and I tore my ACL second to the last game of the season. So 2013 was a tough one for me, um, being injured, being suspended, and then having to bounce back for that. But all of those things. They really just made me appreciate football even more. Like it showed me that bro I can't cut no corners. Like I gotta do the right way to, you know, achieve my my ultimate goal.
3: How do you pull yourself out of that? We talk about mental health all the time and we had that conversation on our one of our episodes and it's not easy to pull yourself out of a dark place. You can be grateful for life and all your blessings, but you could also just be in such despair about your that moment in time that it consumes you. How did you pull yourself out of that, and how do you pull yourself out of Dark times? Dark I
2: think for me, um, I, just, I just made a decision that, that that wasn't gonna happen again. I made a decision that I was gonna, I play football, and I was gonna pour everything into my craft. I got a special opportunity to play football in the National Football League, and I'm gonna take advantage of that. And everything else outside of that, it's a time and place for that. And I would never put that before like my craft. So whenever I got an opportunity to get back on a team, whenever I started playing, it was always football first. Mm. And before my suspension, it wasn't always like that. Finish this line for me.
1: 2024
2: Buffalo Bills will be the Super Bowl champions. Uh, I think it's already scripted too. I think we've seen it. <laughs>
3: Well, the scripts we do go out. We have seen them. They've been handed out in multiple sports. The it's NBA was a wild is it one. it scripted.
2: Yeah, it was a leaked script that for the last five what do you mean, years.
3: It's scripted. You played. They leaked you the know. script.
2: They leaked the Super Bowl script five years ago, and they had the Broncos winning it. And, uh, <laughs> And then I think they had the Patriots winning the next one after that. Then they had Patrick Mahomes winning one. Well,
3: damn, Pack, you got a wild script back in damn. your day. Then they had
2: the Rams, and they had the Rams winning again. Then they had the Eagles winning this Ooh. one. And the next year they got the Bills, and then after that they got the Bengals.
0: So since the league is scripted, yeah. <laughs> All right, tell us what's going to happen, right? Because you got the script, Yvonne Miller. He just told you. Told throw you. out any. No, no, watch, y'all keep y'all stay with me. Lamar Jackson,
2: He's gonna get paid. Where? How much? He'll get paid crazy bad by the Ravens. He he, he has to. Um, I think for our game to to keep making the um, the jumps that it needs to be, he has to get paid. And it's it's not about. Um, of course, it's about his his play on the field and the type of player he is, but it's just timing. Okay, it's his time.
3: I got one. Um, when will the Cowboys win a Super Bowl? I know you were supposed to come and help us, but that's a different conversation Man. for a different day. Yeah. The script <laughs> the
2: is G. only the script was only the script was only five years. I only see. so it's, it's got to be after that. <laughs> okay. The script is only <laughs> okay. five years.
3: Okay, low hanging fruit always.
2: Was go Where's ahead. OBJ
0: playing next year? The script.
2: Uh, I like OBJ to go to the Cowboys. Ooh. I like OBJ or or Hopkins to go to the Cowboys. Mm. Mm, that'd I like be a that. Any other script you want to release right now? Uh, I like Keenan Allen to the to the Buffalo Bills and, and Deron Payne. Um, they had already wrote that. They still trying to work out the finances for Deron <laughs> Payne <laughs> to come to the Buffalo Bills, but you know if they can if they can pencil that in, and I like De- I like Deron Payne from the Commanders and um, and Keenan Allen coming to the Buffalo Bills for us to win it. It's a script. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Thanks, guys. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, man. She takes bro. Ooh. That was Thank well. you, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Love. you, Love. you. Me
0: We had to fight to get a meal. Yeah, wrongfully accused. We had to fight to get a pills That's why we right to get a deal. He on the team, he got to eat, you know. Despite the skills. Tax. Keep it riding for the fam. You got to light like the we're real straight up. But in the past, bad. Work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot of to take the test before I pass class. Yeah. And my family needed bread. I had to come correct. That's why I keep airing it out like I just passed gas.